0: talk. Five, six, seven a.m. Radio Three. And now the weather: currently uh, mainly cloudy and it's cold. Bright periods during the day. Maximum temperature 16 degrees. Currently 14 degrees and 66% uh,
1: relative humidity. And now we're going to join Barry O'Rourke with a half-hour news. President Biden has announced that the United States will send 31 tanks to Ukraine in a significant policy reversal. They're among the most capable in the world, but their arrival in Ukraine will take several months. The U.S. National Security Advisor, John Kirby, says they are to help protect Ukrainian land.
2: These tanks are meant to help Ukraine fight effectively uh, on open terrain to defend their sovereignty and their territory and to win back territory that the Russians have taken from them. They don't represent an offensive threat to Russia. Do they represent a threat to Russian soldiers? You bet they do, but not to Russian soldiers that are in Ukraine, not, not, to, uh, not to Russia proper.
1: Hours earlier, Germany confirmed it would supply 14 leopard tanks. They can also be exported by other countries, including Poland and Finland. Moscow has reacted angrily to the news, describing it as extremely dangerous, but the Kremlin spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, said foreign tanks would burn like any other on the battlefield. The police have defended the officer who shot a man on the island of Pengchao on Tuesday night, saying he felt his life was under threat. Officers say two policemen were responding to a noise complaint on Wing On Street. They allege that the man, who appeared to be drunk, grabbed the officer's neck and pushed him down the stairs. The officer warned him and then fired three shots, two of which hit the man in the stomach and arm. Danny Lee is a detective inspector in the Marine Regional Crime Unit. The police force has a guideline to govern whether a police officer should discharge his firearm. And one of the factors is that
3: uh, the perceptions of the police officer, whether he will be uh, suffer from death or seriously bodily injury. And at that moment, I'm uh, sure that my officer has a perception that he may suffer from death or seriously bodily injuries, And so he's discharged his firearm. And this reason is justified.
1: The 43-year-old man who was shot was taken to Eastern Hospital by helicopter and is said to be out of danger after undergoing surgery. A 33-year-old man was arrested on suspicion of obstructing and assaulting police. The Chinese consulate in Nagasaki has confirmed that at least one sailor has died and nine others are still missing after a Hong Kong registered cargo ship sank in rough seas between Japan and South Korea. The conditions of the other 12 sailors who were rescued have yet to be confirmed. The Japanese Coast Guard said it received a distress call from the vessel, the Jintian, on Tuesday night. Sean Kennedy has more details. Media quoted one person on the ship as saying it was listing and taking on water. Later reports said the 22 crew members, all Chinese or Myanmar nationals, had transferred to lifeboats. Three Coast Guard vessels, a helicopter and an aircraft were dispatched to search an area some 110 kilometers west of the Tanzhou Islands. There was no immediate word on what caused the vessel, which was carrying lumber, to capsize. A group representing the mask-making business in Hong Kong says government support will be needed if the industry is to survive when compulsory mask-wearing comes to an end. The Hong Kong Mask and PPE organisation said about 200 companies set up in the sector early in the pandemic, but that's dwindled to about a dozen now, with officials indicating that the mask mandate will soon end. That group's chairwoman, Dana Wu, says it's worth keeping the industry alive here.
0: We understand the future, and we understand our position. But the technology and experience we gained in these three years, we already reached the international highest level, highest quality. We hope that government can help us to survive, can continue our business, our industry in Hong Kong. And we are needed and we are able to stay and survive in Hong Kong too. Because we don't know uh, how many in
1: and finally, the European Court of Human Rights has confirmed it will hear a Dutch case against Russia over the downing of a Malaysian Airlines plane by Ukrainian separatists in 2014. Almost 300 people on flight MH17 were killed. The BBC's Anna Holligan has this report.
0: This decision means Russia can be investigated for its alleged role. The Dutch government has accused the Kremlin of playing an integral part in the downing of the passenger jet, of failing to investigate the disaster and of orchestrating disinformation campaigns that made it harder to find the truth and intensified the relative suffering. Judges at the European Court of Human Rights found there was evidence to support the Dutch allegations and rejected Russia's objections pointing to the exceptional circumstances that existed then and now.
1: There'll be more news on the hour from RTHK.
4: Good morning. Welcome to the first Backchat in the Year of the Rabbit. I'm Danny Giddings, and with me on the show this morning is Backchat producer Yuki Jung. Good morning, Yuki.
5: Good morning, Danny. In our main topic today, we'll be looking at the scrapping of COVID isolation requirement from next Monday. As Hong Kong follows mainland China in treating COVID-19 just another upper respiratory tract disease.
4: That means there will no longer be any need to report your COVID infection online and asymptomatic cases will even be allowed to go to work.
5: But infected children are still being told not to go to school, even if they don't have any symptoms. And the mandatory mask mandate remains in place, at least for now.
4: So what do you think of these new arrangements? Are you comfortable working alongside those infected with COVID? And are we heading towards the end of the pandemic?
5: After 9.15, we'll be joined by Feng Shui Master Raymond Lo to talk about forecasts for the Year of the rabbits.
4: So you can let us know what you think on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio Free, Or you can email us at backchat at rthk.hk. Or give us a call. The number there, 233 888 Joining us uh, in, for the, our main discussion this morning in the first segment of the show, we have Dr. Kwan Ka-Mei, who is a family physician. Uh, we have Lam Chung-Sing, who is a lawmaker from the Federation of Hong Kong and Kowloon Labour Unions. And we have Dr. Vijay Sekaran, who is Associate Professor at the Division of Public Health Laboratory Sciences at Hong Kong Youth School of Public Health. Good morning. Welcome to Back Chat, uh, 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 Dr. Danesakaran, let, let's go to you first. Um, this is going to be a big challenge change, isn't it? From I mean, we've, be, we've been through several years where you're told if you've got COVID, you've, you've got to hide away and um, stay away from other people. And now we're saying you can go out on the street and you go to work. Uh, good morning, Danny. Yes, good morning. Certainly it's, uh, it's certainly a welcome move. It's really great that the government has finally uh, decided
6: that the case numbers are not really useful and uh, quarantines are not really necessary at the moment.
4: Yeah, but I mean, surely people are going to be concerned. I mean, the pe- they're, they're looking around themselves in the office. Who, who else has COVID? And um, um, for those who haven't been infected, or those who were infected a while ago, and um, um, people are going to feel, feel... When you have such an abrupt change, people are going to feel ill at ease, aren't they? Oh, that's certainly right, actually. I mean, this, this government has always been changing things rather
6: you know, rapidly, rather than actually trying to educate and provide an advance information that this is going to happen at a certain time. But I, I mean, my advice or my thinking generally is that at the population level, we don't really have to be concerned about COVID-19 at this moment. Uh, we've seen that the hospitalizations have levelled off, despite the increase in cases in the last two or three mini waves that we've had. And uh, even if we have a substantial wave uh, coming up, I don't think there's going to be increase in effect the hospital, hospital, uh, the system, the healthcare system as much as previously that we've seen. Um, and uh, it's also reassuring that the government has been saying that the health care has improved substantially since the experiences early last
5: year. And uh, it looks like the hospital is capable of handling if there's a, if there's a slight increase in hospitalization. Yep. Morning, Dr. Vijay. So does that mean you think um, we have the, enough resources or facilities to go through this um, transitional period? Uh, certainly, I think. I mean, as, as the... Government
6: has really highlighted that the population has built up substantial immunity to the virus. So, if you look at since Omicron has emerged, Omicron seems to be infecting very quickly despite of NPI since we've seen from February. And hence, people are actually the number of cases are really down. It's because the number of uh, people who are actually cannot be infected are really high proportion. And the number of people who can be infected that are susceptible to the virus is slowly builds up over time. So suppose we have uh, continued NPRs controlling the virus as we've seen till recently. We can see the cases going down, but we do build up susceptibles really quickly and, and this, could, this could be a larger wave subsequently. So hence, you know, so if we continue, you know, quarantining and, you know, maintaining all these instances going forward, we are actually creating and an, an increasing the potential, you know, there are not of the virus so that it can actually spread much quicker in the population. So I think overall, I think we are in a much better situation at the moment. Uh, we also have, in addition, we also have the cultural of uh, the community isolation facilities, even though it's completely closed, it's supposed to be voluntary at the moment, and people who cannot isolate uh, can, um, can, you know, travel, go to these places. And in addition to that, the most riskiest population, the oldest, the most frailest population, I think the residential health care centres. And these are the ones which, which we already have beds for, but it needs to be catered properly and catered properly. And I think these are the improvements that the government has done little by little
4: over the last uh, 12 months also joining us is uh dr kwan Kame, a family physician uh, good morning dr kwan um good morning. Do- doctors like you are going to be on the front line going for i mean until now you've been told if you have um covid to to deal with a public hospital but now now they're saying aren't they if you um if you want a sick leave certificate or something you you should you should go and see your family doctor yes
0: uh, there will be no more isolation order by the 30th of January. So if you're RAT positive, you can go anywhere without restrictions, right? So you can go to your uh, family doctor to get your medicine and your sick leave. And uh, I think uh, uh, we, are, we have... Now, the whole world is opening up and... Uh, so um, well, Hong Kong has to follow, right? And uh, recently, uh, we see um, uh, the uh, number of uh, deaths uh, decreasing. And um, so I think, um, um, you know, it's, uh, we, we have to, we have to uh, um, give it a try to see, you know, how, how things work out if we allow the, uh, uh, the RAT-positive patients to go back to see the family doctors and go up to the GOPC for consultation. We cannot, um, you know, um, uh, uh, still uh, ask them to go to uh, uh, designated clinics uh, because designated clinics involve a lot of manpower and resources. So we have to give it a try to see how, how, how things work out if we allow them to go back, you know, as, as normal, to go back to see their family doctor to get their prescription, to get their uh, sick leave.
4: A lot of family, or at least some family doctors, have been turning away COVID patients in the past. I mean, aren't you, also aren't you worried about them infecting other patients who are waiting to see you?
0: Well, I think uh, we can triage our patients uh, uh, well by uh, triaging them, in, uh, by allotting them, uh, uh, by uh, giving them a different time slot to see uh, the doctor. Like, you know, those with chronic cases can see a doctor at a certain time slot, and those with... Uh, uh, COVID, uh, you know, uh, can have a different time slot, or we can charge them by, you know, let them sit in different uh, areas of the consultation room like that. For me, my clinic, I open the the door because my clinic is on on, on the, uh, as on the street, and then I, I I open the front door so as to um, have better ventilation. And um, maybe after you know a, a COVID case, you know, I will turn on the ultraviolet light to uh, disinfect the before I let the other patients come in for uh, other consultation for seeing chronic cases or for uh,
5: uh, immunisation like that. Morning, Dr. Kwan. Um, so now obviously workers will um, turn to private doctors like you to get them medical leave, right? Um, how do you, do you think there's any other issue or um, how do you normally issue such certificates?
0: Now, if they are RAT positive, I think it's reasonable for us to give them, you know, one day to four or five days of sick leave, depending on various things like uh, depending on uh, 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 the, the age of the patient, depending on their immunization status, their past medical history, and then uh, how severe the symptoms are now, and their job nature. And look, if you're working with uh, elderly homes and working with children, it's reasonable to give them a longer period of sick leave make sure they're really RAT negative first because they go back to work. And also for the frontline workers, like those working in clinics and hospitals also because they're dealing with, you know, sick patients and then, you know, we don't want them to spread the virus to to those uh, uh, immunocompromised. And then also... um, like workers working in restaurants and then they have to meet lots of people, it's reasonable for us to give them a longer period of sick leave and make sure they're eating negative before they go back to
4: work. So generally, you would, give, you, you would expect to give out sick leave for the period when you, you think they would remain infectious?
0: Yes, right, right. Okay. Make sure they're not, not infectious first before they go back to
4: work. Okay. Also joining us is uh, Lam Chung Sing. Lam Chung Sing is a lawmaker from the uh, Federation of Hong Kong and uh, Tra- la- la- Labour Union. So, good morning. Welcome to Back Chat. Yeah, good morning. Happy
2: New
4: Year. Happy New Year. Going for uh, how, how 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 concerned are you? Uh, I mean, so that um, it, that um, late labour workers may be forced to go to work under the new policy, or you, f- you think that this is a welcome development? Um, I think
2: it's a uh, good news. Uh, we we'll are welcome this, this- Uh, the decision of the government to cancel the isolation order. It means our society will be back to the normal soon and our economy can recover and many economic activities can resume. But now, we also encourage that the employees in the sector with high risk, such as the, uh, the workplace with many close contact with the elderly and children, they, they have to, the risk to spread the virus and they should stay at home if they get the COVID and not go to the workplace and to get the sick leave. But other employees with mild symptoms or even no symptoms, they can choose to work and without many contact with the people and not a sector with high risk. And also wearing a mask at work. It depends on different situation of the employees. But the only point... We worry that uh, there may be some confusion among the employer and the employees because the government says that if the employees get the COVID or are infected, they need to obtain the medical certificate in order to get a sick leave or second hour. But last year, we remember that under the fifth wave pandemic situation, the Labor Department issued a guideline, the employees take the rapid test and get positive result, and they can report to the online declaration system of health department, and you just take a photo or even take a photo on the positive result in the RAT kit. Then you just send to your employer through WhatsApp or email, and the employer should recognise it and provide sick leave and sick allowance. But now, at that time, uh, 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 because at that time, If you are infected, you should stay at home and it's difficult for you to see a doctor and obtain a medical certificate. But now the government cancelled the isolation order and also cancelled the online declaration system of health department. So the employees cannot report to the online declaration system and they will not be isolated and should see the doctor to get the medical certificate. But many employees will still use the guideline for the last year and just take a photo and and, and their positive result and send to the employers but the employer will not will will require them to provide medical certificate but otherwise will not believe that the employees is infected. There may be some dispute, we worry about that.
4: So you think that um, uh, some, you're worried that some workers will actually end up losing, uh, losing salary because they, they think they have uh, sick leave because they have an RAT positive test, but uh, under the new rules, uh, the employer will say that that's not enough. A positive RAT test is not enough for sick leave. Uh, yes.
2: Yeah, so so uh, we also encourage the employer can coordinate with the employees at an early stage and tell the arrangement to the employees. Uh, of course, we encourage the employer, especially the workplace, with many contacts with elderly, uh, more risk to spread the virus can allow the employees to get the sick leave if they can provide kit positive results. But if the employer requires the employees to obtain a medical certificate, they can tell the arrangement to the employees in order to reduce the, the spill. Uh, but uh, But overall, I think... Uh, the employees who get the COVID and with a positive result in an RAT kit can obtain medical certificate because according to the employment ordinance, the definition of medical certificate is used uh, to specify the nature of sickness on account of which the employee is unfit for work. If you get the COVID, it's the nature of sickness. And also you have the risk to spread the virus to other people in the workplace so it's not suitable for you to work. So I think it's not difficult for the employees to get the medical certificate.
5: Morning, Mr Lam. Um, So according to the law, um, sick leave under four days, um, the employers can decide whether it should be considered paid leave, right? Do you think this will be a concern that um, the workers might not be able to get paid for that? for for sick leave shorter than four days?
2: Um, Maybe we have a bad situation because uh, for how many sick leave days the doctor stayed in the medical certificate, it depends on the doctor's professional opinion. Maybe the employees have uh, many symptoms and have long period of sick leave. It depends on uh, different situation of the employees. But at least, I think, if they get uh, the COVID or infected, uh, at least they can get the sick leave, I think. But whether they have four-day sick leave uh, so that they can get the sick allowance, it depends on different situation or uh, their symptoms or uh, their uh, workplace and whether they are at the um, uh, high risk sector.
4: Okay, we're discussing uh, the relaxation of, or the ending, scrapping of the COVID isolation requirement from Monday. From Monday, you, you no longer have to stay at home if you have a, if a COVID case. Um, later on in the, in the programme, we're going to be looking at uh, Feng Shui Masters' uh, forecast for the Year of the Rabbit. If you have any thoughts on either topic, you can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio Free, or email us at backchat at rthk.hk. That's backchat at rthk.hk. Uh, let's go back to uh, Dr. Dana Sekharan. Um, uh, Vijay, How much should we expect cases to spike under these new... I mean, cases are going to go up, aren't they, when people, COVID-positive people are walking, even if they're wearing masks, walking around in the community. Should we expect another wave or just a gradual increase?
6: I mean, I I think we can expect an increase in cases because I was just looking at the Hong Kong U dashboard today and the effective um, reproductive number has just increased slightly. I mean, this is expected totally because, you know, uh, this is the holidays and people interact a lot more and there's lots more social gatherings without face masks. Um,
1: and, and how big is it going to get, I'm not really sure. And it's also very hard to predict if there's going to be a peak because generally, um, um, I mean, Hong Kong seasons are quite variable in terms of many other respiratory viruses. And another thing is uh, it looks like globally COVID-19,
6: or at least Omicron, is almost, you know, coming to a steady state where, the troughs are not so low so we're coming into a telly tape with this constant circulation of the virus
5: VJ, so the government will only report PCR test results from next Monday, um, and I assume that people won't report. Um, doesn't uh, people don't have to report RT tests? Does that mean we don't we won't have enough data to um, tell us the whole picture of how the pandemic is going? I mean, that's not really uh,
6: uh, correct, actually. I mean, we don't really need to understand the full picture all the time. Um, I mean, for example, in terms of if, there, if there's a new variant emerging, we are always sequencing some samples, like a random subset of samples. In addition to that, we also have surveillance in terms of wastewater surveillance, some travel surveillance and some PCR, as you just mentioned. So we would, you know, have an idea in terms of the evolution of the virus. And hospitalizations, again, is a really good indicator uh, in terms of how many people are coming into the hospitals in terms of COVID and, and the global numbers that are getting reported as well. So. We don't really lose track uh, with COVID, particularly in Hong Kong, because the surveillance system is excellent. Um, and, but what this is really showing is that the case numbers are really not meaningful in terms of the healthcare anymore, that's the main point, where most people are getting infected, but not, not many people, not most of the people are not getting sick, and most of the people are not heading up in a hospital. So this is more rather becoming like you know other respiratory viruses, where we do have regular circulation of previous human coronaviruses, but there's only like certain people who end up in the hospital because they are vulnerable to the disease,
4: or you know, the things fail and things like that. Uh, how about second infection? I mean, so far, very few people in Hong Kong have caught COVID twice. Um, but we're coming up. To, I mean, it's very common overseas, and um, we're coming up to now almost one year since the big wave last spring, which was when uh, the, the largest percentage of Hong Kong population uh, caught COVID. So, are we entering a period where we can expect people to, who've had COVID before to get infected again?
6: I, I think uh, we should certainly expect because everybody has got some. Most of them, most of us have got infected at some point. Of time. so there's only chance of second infection from now on. Um, but the thing is right. So the immunity wanes over time. Uh, it's, it's both both a factor of you know the human immunity waning over time, but also the virus is evolving um, um, slowly to evade this immunity. So overall, immune evasion
4: affects how much of people, again, get some people of the virus. So, yes, certainly. Uh, Dr Kwan, Kwan kwan what's your advice going to be to uh, COVID patients who come and see? I mean, until now, COVID patients, I mean, re- really, regardless of whether you've had symptoms or not, you've been told to, to rest and stay at home, drink lots of water. But uh, uh, presumably, when you see COVID patients going forward, uh, your advice is going to be much more dependent on whether they have symptoms, right?
0: Well, I think... Um they should wear a mask, and because wearing a mask uh, properly, uh, not only protect yourself, and uh, it also pre- uh, pre- uh, also prevent you from spreading the virus to other people. Now, re- wearing a mask properly is very important because, uh, well, if you have COVID, you can. If you don't wear your mask properly, you can catch other things. You can catch influenza, or you can you can have a secondary bacterial infection, and that is going to make your COVID infection worse. And you will have more symptoms, and you will suffer more, and then later on you can have, and then you will develop into, uh, you will have long COVID symptoms. So it's very important for you to wear a mask, and you know, of, of course, keep personal hygiene. And wearing a mask properly prevents you from spreading the virus to other people. So that you know, it shows that you know you're considerate, and 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 you you won't be spreading the virus to the, the the old and the young because the immunisation rates for the old and the young is not yet very satisfactory.
5: Dr Kwan, um, so now private doctors um, can offer um, and, uh, COVID antiviral drugs to patients, right? Um, mm-hmm. And there has been some cases where people got the medicine and then resell it elsewhere. Do you think this could be a concern?
0: This could be a great concern because now you don't have to report whether you are RAT positive or not to the government now, right? There's no isolation order. And anyone with, uh, with a RAT positive kit comes to your clinic and if they said they have, uh, they want to have the uh, the prescription, And then if they meet the criteria, you have to give it to them, right? But, you know, those who who are RAT positive may not have any symptoms. They may choose not to take the drug after you have prescribed them the drugs, right? And then they can keep the drug and then they can sell it. And then for a lot of money. This is a concern. And also, they can, besides visiting you, one doctor, they can go to the next doctor to visit the next doctor. And then they can get many prescriptions.
4: So this is a concern that we have to look into, uh, Lam Chung um, After the um, the COVID isolation rules are are, um, are abolished on Monday, one of the few remaining restrictions will be the testing requirement to take a PCR test if you if you want to cross the border to China. Um, do you, do you think that should be abolished as well?
2: Um, yeah, I, I think although the government uh, although the government. Uh, cancel the isolation order but uh, we believe that it will not bring a lot of benefit to our travel industry because we also need to uh, we we hope the government can finally cancel the nuclear exit test for the mainland tourists no need for them to have nuclear uh, exit test before came to Hong Kong and just replace it by the rapid test, or even no need to test, is uh, uh, I think is the only way to speed up the recovery of of the travel industry.
4: But it's not entirely in the Hong Kong government's control, isn't it? Because mainland China has this requirement as well.
2: Yeah, of course. Uh, we we of course our, our government can continue to discuss the issues uh, with the government at the mainland China, and I think. Uh, is the only way to speed up the recovery of travel industry, and of, of course, we understand that uh, the government in Hong Kong and uh, and the mainland uh, will continue to monitor the situation. But we
6: hope uh, we will follow this
4: direction. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, we're going to have to take a break for the news there. and We will say goodbye uh, uh, to uh, Lam Chung-Sing. You just heard Lam Chung-Sing, the uh, lawmaker for the Federation of Hong Kong and Kowloon Labour Unions, and to Dr Kwan ka a family physician. But uh, Dr Vijay uh, Danisekaran from uh, Hong Kong Youth School of Public Health will stay with us. And after the news, we also hope to be joined by uh, Dion Chen, who's the chair of the Hong Kong Direct Subsidy Scheme Schools Council, uh, to discuss uh, the impact on the educational sector. Uh, later on, we're going to also be talking to a uh, feng shui master uh, who have uh, predictions about what awaits us in the year of the uh, rabbit. If you have any thoughts on either of those topics, uh, do leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio Free. A couple of comments there already, we'll get to after the news. Um, you can also email us at uh, backchat at rthk.hk. That's backchat at rthk.hk. Or, of course, you can always give us a call, the number there, 233 888 266. That's 23388266. The weather forecast, well, you don't even need me to tell you it was cold this morning, but it, there will be bright periods during the day, and the temperature is gradually rising to around 16 degrees. So uh, currently, though, it's 14 degrees relative humidity, 68%. We'll be back in three minutes. in our discussion about the uh, end of the COVID isolation rules from next Monday. From next Monday, even if you're diagnosed with COVID, you no, you no longer need to isolate. And of course, as we've been discussing with a couple of doctors in, in the first half of the show, I mean, if you want to um, take leave from work, you'll need to go and see a doctor and get a, a, a sick leave certificate. Uh, later on, uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Raymond Lowe, a feng shui master, about his forecast for the Year of the Rabbit. If you have any uh, thoughts on either topic, uh, do email us at backchat at that's Backchat at RTHK, Or you can uh, leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio Free. Uh, before we go to our guests, uh, let's just bring in a couple of um, emails and Facebook comments that have been coming in. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, going back to uh, the show the show in the last year, because, uh, because of course, Backchat's been off um, for over the Lunar New Year. Uh, in, in the last year, we, we had a show about, um, the last show was looking at uh, the Chief Justice proposals that um, uh, court proceed or at least some court proceedings uh, should uh, be televised and suggesting that uh, the first steps towards this could be taken this year. And uh, Bo, in writing, uh, referring to comments by one of our guests, uh, says, uh, Evan Rosevear had a point when he said that interlocutory and trial proceedings of civil cases should be broadcast. Given concerns about Hong Kong's legal system... It's good PR to demonstrate the quality of our courts to the world. There's arguably not much need to do that as regards our court of final appeal, as few would expect proceedings there to be substandard. Concerns about broadcasts causing barristers to grandstand in court are perhaps inapplicable in Hong Kong's situation because solicitors are usually the ones who decide the choice of barristers here. And being professionals, they won't necessarily be impressed by grandstanding. And on our Facebook page, a couple of uh, comments on um, uh, today's topic on the um, ending of the COVID isolation rules and general relaxation of COVID restrictions. Uh, First of all, Marcus, who has made a number of comments before about the issue of masks... uh, uh, Um, saying again, no need for a law requiring masks then. Um, And uh, Richard uh, says the Covid theatre enters its last weekend run. The scientists are ignored, the politicians and their vested interests want it to go on forever. Its free year run has turned Hong Kong into a backwater filled with paranoid hypochondriacs. Thank you very much, Marcus and Richard. Uh, our guests, as we uh, continue the uh, d- discussion this morning, uh, still with us is uh, uh, Dr Vijay Danasakaran, who's Associate Professor at the Division of Public Health Laboratory Services, Hong Kong U. School of Public Health. And we're also now joined by Dion Chen. Dion Chen is the Chairperson of the Hong Kong Direct Subsidy Scheme Schools Council and also Principal of Yinghua um, College. Good morning uh, Mr Chen, welcome back to Back Chat and Happy New Year. Happy New Year morning everyone. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, under the new rules um, or the, the, the rules at least for the moment uh, students still need to take RAT tests um, every day but teachers don't. Uh, you, does, does that make sense? I, I, mean, I know my kids were complaining about it saying why, why do they have to continue taking tests when their teachers don't anymore?
7: Right. Uh yeah, we also received this uh um sort of sex circular and also the information from the government right before the Chinese New Year started. And uh yep the current requirement requests uh have to do the RAT starting from next week. Uh we found that a bit uh it, we understand that why we why should they need to do the RAT because like uh, we still would like to create a clean environment for the students and when they return to the school. Uh, you know, students, they usually have to uh, stay together for lessons and also for lunchtime. So, uh, relatively, the risk of having or catching the COVID nineteen will be higher than just uh, you know meeting with the teachers. You know, teachers when they have the lessons, they have the ma- ma- mask on, and uh, usually they would not have lunch or having or having mass activities with the students. So, like with the mask protection, only students having the RAT. I understand that. Um, I can't say really sense but like that is still uh, understandable
4: okay but i mean um don't do you think that um the, the parents will be worried that uh, kids will be catching um covid from their teachers now going forward
7: well uh i don't think it will be a very high chances of having that situation as mentioned earlier then uh when teacher and students having the lessons uh, both students and teachers will be having the mask and uh, having a, during the lunchtime, uh, students, they only have lunch with themselves and uh, not that common that teachers have a lunch with the students together. So like uh, uh, teachers with the mask on, I believe that it's enough to protect students.
4: And, uh, I mean, although the requirement for testing for students is continuing for the the moment, I think we all expect that um, it's not going to be very long, uh, maybe the end of February, before that ends Mm -hmm. as well. uh, At which stage you you may have COVID-infected kids at school as well?
7: Well, as per the the number of cases announced by the government in the past uh, two weeks, it seems that the number of confirmed cases are, are getting... uh, lower and lower and uh, it seems that the situation is getting much better in Hong Kong and having one more month for you know the testing the RAT or testing the you know the the COVID test then uh, I think it's enough for the school having the clean environment for the students to return to school Uh, especially I believe that why we need to continue with the RAT in February is because of just right after the long holiday so uh, it, it is one of the safety precautions I believe that
5: Morning, Principal Chen. Um, Can you remind me uh, what's the latest arrangement for um, school classes? Are they allowed to um, resume full-day classes or they're now still doing half-day?
7: Starting from from February, all secondary school students, they have to return to school for the full-day face-to-face lessons. For primary school, starting from 15th uh, 15th of February.
4: Okay, and of course, we are also going to see cross-border children coming back to school, aren't we? Some of whom haven't been to school for three years. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, at least in three years, um, face-to-face classes. What kind of impact will that have?
7: Well, of course, like uh, it will bring back. Uh, I believe that at the level of the harmonious in the school, because they really haven't seen them uh, the peers for long. And of course, the school will also need to help these students to read. Uh, you know, resettled in the school environment. Quite a lot of them, for example, they joined the secondary school or primary school in uh, secondary one or primary one, uh, respectively, but they've never been to the campus. So the school, we need to have various programmes for them to adapt to the new environment.
4: OK, a couple of comments coming in from uh, listeners. Uh, Rick says, if this mask fiasco is real, why has the rest of the world given up on them? We want and we need a uh, choice. Uh, and Andrew says a question, perhaps, that uh, we can put to uh, uh, Dr. Vijay Danisakaran, who's, who's still with us. Uh, Andrew says, "Is there any scientific point in official daily tallies since Hong Kong's long-standing viral co- ca- viral caseload infection yardstick was officially changed last, automatically reducing qualifying figures as of last Monday?" I'm not sure it was last Monday or whether it's going to be next Monday that the change is going to take place, but certainly uh, they, they are changing. Uh, well, uh, Dr. Danisakaran, should we still be publishing figures for... I mean, are, are they meaningless? Are, do they have any meaning?
6: No, that's right. There's no meaning in, in terms of... I mean, there is a meaning in terms of understanding what's going on in the community, but like I said earlier, it's not the only thing that we need to understand what's going on in the community, and uh, we don't really need to follow case numbers as well as, as much. And I also hear that from... Uh, end of this month, people don't have to report the RAT numbers, and the PCR test is going to be much lesser in terms of numbers. So really, the case numbers are not really uh, that useful. However, I, I could possibly comment on the face mask because there's been a few discussion here on the face mask, including Dr. Kwan mentioning it's really important.
5: Okay. I also want to talk about um, vaccination here um, Obviously, the government still encourage, um residents to um, take the vaccine But then, do you think the relaxation of rules will actually lead to even slower COVID jabs uptake?
6: recommendation what what age do are we going to recommend the vaccine like and for influenza we have a really good protocol right we recommend the vaccines for the most vulnerable 65 plus as well as very young children and it's recommended annually and it's recommended in the in the residential care centers and many elderly to take influenza vaccine so i think that such a policy needs to establish in hong kong where we have a definite timeline when these vaccines are supposed to be taken and, and promote vaccines really well not just for covid but also influenza Uh, vaccines are available and they work quite well in in terms of protecting you from severe illnesses. And we know quite clearly that these vaccines are uh, leaking in the sense that they don't really prevent transmission completely, but it protects you completely well. you don't get sick, um, especially. So I think these are the reasons that to be considered and balanced. And we we hope, I mean, the government needs to be, I mean, I, I, I hope the vaccine continues and improves and people uh, continue to take
1: these vaccines annually, but I think this, the government needs to make that
4: really clear. So you think it should be annually? I mean, I've seen some suggestions that for older people with weak, weak immune systems, maybe they should be taking COVID vaccines twice a year. I mean, what, what, what do you think the norm for COVID vaccines will be going forward?
6: I mean, I, I really think it would be an annual thing. Um, I mean, we don't really see any seasonal forcing. as that. It seems to be circulating all the time. But um, I mean, I would I would expect an annual annual uh, division in terms of vaccines. But the vaccines are changing as well, really rapidly. Now we have a bivalent vaccine, which we don't really know how long it is going to be um, um, protective. And and it looks like it's a very good vaccine; it may last much longer. But again, this also matters with virus evolution, which is another component which we need to consider in terms of uh, uh, advocacy, advocating annual annual vaccines. So, taking the trends in the last one and a half years,
4: uh, if, if this continue, I think an annual vaccine is sufficient only for the most vulnerable. Uh, Jian Chen, uh, looking forward and uh, now we're, we're living with COVID and COVID will be the new normal and people eventually, uh, maybe children will be coming to, well at the moment children are not allowed to go to school uh, um, still if they have COVID, but one of the biggest fears of children and parents over the past couple of years is Having to miss exams because of COVID, can can you envisage a situation, especially with this summer's D- last year? I think for the DSEs, they had to go to Penny's Bay if they wanted, if they were affected with COVID, where children with COVID can still come to school when they have exams and sit maybe exams in a separate classroom. Well, of course, like
7: uh, we. First of all, concern about the students' health rather than just only the examinations. And uh, we really encourage parents to reconsider that if the kids are really not feeling well, they should stay home uh, first and uh, take the exam or work with the school for the re-exam arrangement, if any, uh, later. And, uh, but I, but I, as far as I know, quite a lot of schools, they have the re-exam arrangement or the makeup exam arrangement for the students who get sick, especially COVID-19. Because like COVID nineteen, compared with other flu, is a little bit different. That like the students' uh, symptoms or or the the illness, okay, usually lasts for a little bit longer than just normal flu. And uh, I also know that some school they they have plans to allow some students to return to school have uh, examinations, but uh, separate them in a separate room. But uh, I think we need a little bit more time to plan for that. Because like we also need to find staff and also make sure that we have. Uh, the right equipment in a school to ensure that the environment is clean after the students use the DA facility.
4: So, you say some schools are already thinking about plan, plans like this to allow uh, children to return to school for exams even if they have COVID? There were some discussions, yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. thank you very much indeed. Um, we'll, we'll draw the, the, this section of the discussion to a close there and say thank you very much uh, to Dion Chen, who just heard. Dion Chen, the chairperson of the Hong Kong Director uh, Subsidy Schemes uh, uh, Schools uh, Council and also prin- principal of Yinghua College and also uh, joining us since the uh, beginning of the uh, show, uh, Dr Vijay Sekhar from the uh, Division of Public Health Laboratory Sciences, Hong Kong School of Public Health. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, moving on, uh, this is the uh, first back, back chat in the year of the rabbit. So, what better to look at than to look ahead to the rest of the year of the rabbit? And is it going to be a good year for Hong Kong and for the world? And to help us try and answer those questions, is uh, Raymond Lowe. Raymond Low is a uh, renowned uh, Feng Shui expert uh, who has been making all kinds of forecasts, uh, many uh, forecasts of famous events for many many years. And he's now joined us on back chat too. So, uh, good morning, um, um, good morning, Master Low. Uh, good
3: morning.
4: <laughs> so, is it going to be a good year? Happy New Year. Happy good New Day Year. Is, Day Day. Day. is it going to be, t- 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 I'm sure our listeners want to know, is uh, it going to uh, be a good uh, year or uh, bad year? Yeah, sure. So I
3: hope it will be better mm. than the 2022. <laughs> <laughs> better than a tiger
4: year. Maybe you tell us about, I, I, I was reading your very detailed predictions, but tell our listeners about uh, the, 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 uh, the sort of re- reasons why we, we can actually have hope that uh, the, the year of the rabbit could be a reasonably good year.
3: Uh, actually the Chinese calendar so uh the year with uh, two elements uh it is uh two zero twenty two the tiger year is water on top of the tiger and uh, two zero twenty three is uh, water on top of the rabbit, so the elements are actually the same uh, it's water over wood water over wood, but the difference is uh the tiger year is a yang water year yang water means the ocean. Uh, which is fierce and, uh, impulsive. So that's why we have turbulence. We have war, uh, between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, so, uh, uh, and there are also tension between China and, uh, USA. Uh, but when we come to the, uh, 2023, it is, uh, in water year. Uh, in water is a little drop of water. So therefore it's much more moderate much more humble, much more intelligent than the ocean water. So that's why uh, we are into a more moderate kind of uh, atmosphere. Uh, there will be uh, not so much uh, open fighting. Uh, but uh, the negative thing is, uh, in water is uh, uh, cunning. And uh, also uh, intelligence, you can say the negative aspect is uh, plot and conspiracy. So that's why uh in water uh, rapid year uh, we will have uh, not so much open war but uh, the the tension turns underground
5: uh, good morning Marcel So is there anything that we can look out for for the coming year like is there anything that we we ten, uh we should prevent from doing or uh, yeah
3: yeah so uh you can see that actually the uh, Chinese uh, calendar. Uh, repeat uh, every uh, uh, 60 years. So uh, we can see what happened 60 years ago. Uh, It's uh, 1963. So it was uh, after the tension between uh, USA and USSR in 1962 over the Cuba missile crisis. And then they sit down to make peace. And then there are peace talks and uh, uh, a ban... a treaty to, to reduce the nuclear weapon. So that's why uh, it is... also 1963 is also a more peaceful year but compared not, with 1962.
4: But not everything, uh, right? I mean, um, uh, President John F. Kennedy was assassinated in 1963.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's, why, <laughs> that's why we are turning into yin water. Yin water means intelligent, but the opposite uh, thing about intelligence is being cunning and conspiracy. So that is... That's why we have to uh, uh, see more uh, assassinations and uh, unrest, political unrest. Uh, because uh, back in 1962, there are, uh, back in 1963, there are a lot of uh, uh, overthrowing of government. uh right? the, the Vietnam uh, it's happening in South America. Coup uh, d'etat, the military uh, people take over the. government, that kind of thing. So therefore, that kind of unrest will be uh, happening in 2003. Uh, So, uh, but uh, uh, another thing is uh, we are uh, uh, missing the fire element because uh, fire element is important, uh, which is uh, happiness uh, in the Chinese uh, uh, philosophy about five elements. So, therefore, when fire is missing, uh, the the economy is still uh, not so pessimistic, not so optimistic.
4: Um, now you uh, said you said less fighting in, uh, but I mean we have a war a war still going on in um, in Europe, don't we? I mean, and uh, it doesn't seem that like that yeah, war is going it's to. It's
3: more peaceful, but the atmosphere is not yet very uh, joyful and uh, confident uh, because. Uh, In the five-element system, uh, we need fire to uh, feel happy. Uh, That's why the Chinese always use red color. For example, you celebrate the Chinese New Year with uh, red color, lazy and also uh, all weddings and all celebrations, we use red color. That's why we need fire to feel happy. But this year has no fire at all. It's water over wood, so as the fire is missing, uh, the opposite thing is fear. <laughs> because when you, when you are missing fire, the water gets strong. And water in the five element meaning is fear. So that's why since uh, 2020, uh, we are into the year of the red, which is a strong water that caused uh, COVID 19. And that, since that year, we are lacking the fire element. So when we lack the fire element, that means uh, people have less competence about the economy, and the stock market will not perform very well. So this will still happen in 2023.
4: So it's going to be it was, uh, those who are betting on a rebound in stocks, uh, the stock market, are going to be you think are going to be disappointed this year?
3: Yeah. So uh, normally uh, we have uh, uh, more hope uh, to improve uh, in the spring and summer time. Because of spring and summertime, we have stronger fire in the season. But uh, from autumn on work, that is from August onward, uh, I feel the economy will uh, turn down. Will we'll, There will be setbacks and disappointment in the second half of the year.
5: Master oh, Teller, just now you mentioned wood, water and fire. What are the other two elements that we have?
3: Earth and metal. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What Water, this, yeah. fire, earth, and metal? Yeah. So
5: what, this, what do yeah. they mean? Or yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, these are the five basic energy, which is uh, affecting everything in the world. Uh, the, affecting our fortune, affecting the economy, affecting our health. So that's that's the why uh, we always look at the calendar, and we can see uh, uh, what is coming up. Uh, based on the uh, strong element. For example, uh, the strong element this year is uh, water and wood. And there's no fire and there's no earth. Uh, so that's why we already see earthquake. <laughs> so because earth is weak, and there's no earth and, and they, there's lacking fire to support the earth. And uh, lacking fire means that uh, people are lacking confidence uh, because fire brings happiness. So therefore, uh, we can see in the last few years, we are under the influence of COVID-19. All kinds of entertainment, uh, uh, happy events have to be cancelled.
4: No, you, sorry, you've 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 um, you've got a long track record of predicting. Um, you say hundreds of events. You predicted the fall of Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev, the resignation of British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, and um, the killing of Os- Osama bin Laden. So, now um, now's the time to sort of continue your your, your track record? And uh, can you make, make some, um, can you make some specific predictions for us for the coming year? Are, are any um, world leaders going to fall from power this year?
3: Uh, so this year, for example, uh, we look at the element is uh, water over rabbit. And therefore, uh, people who have the uh, rooster uh, is in clash against the rabbit. And who has the rooster? Uh, people born in 1957. And this will happen, our chief executive, uh, John Lee, is <laughs> uh, born in the year of the rooster. So therefore, he's under clash. Sorry. So that's why uh, it's a challenging year for him. But fortunately, he is in good luck. So that's why uh, he could survive. And and uh, uh, then from after this year, he will improve. Uh, everything will go well uh, for him. Uh, the other people we can see uh, having a rooster in their chart. Uh, one is uh, Xi Jinping. Uh, he is born also on a day of rooster. Uh, and uh, another thing is uh uh queen camilla camilla, uh, yes. queen camilla is also uh born on the day of rooster so that means uh these people are under clash uh but uh xi jinping is a strong uh fire element strong strong element so therefore uh, he is in good luck so therefore he could survive uh, but uh, other people because uh, on top, the yin water will clash against the yin fire. Like Joe Biden, uh, he is uh, in the danger of uh, having some health problems, and and uh, this year is actually uh, not supportive to him. To still 23, uh, the first uh, danger signal is about President Joe Biden.
4: Oh, so if you're looking at the world leaders who are most likely to, to have a bad year, you, you put you put uh, Joe Biden at the top of the list by the time Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: that's it. How about because that? uh, he, he's, uh, he's under clash. He's, uh, because uh, the water and the fire clash, exactly clashing against him.
4: Uh, how about Donald Trump?
3: Uh, Donald Trump, uh, he, he is not so uh, much under attack or clash, but his peak of his luck is over so therefore i do not expect uh, he can uh, have a second uh, uh, run on uh, uh, have a a second chance to become president
4: it's interesting because you say biden will have a bad year but also that uh that uh, trump will not have good luck either so maybe someone else will (laughs) emerge. yeah
3: yeah it could be another person
4: And how about the uh, war in Ukraine? What's your prediction for the war in Ukraine this year? Uh,
3: I think they have to end. As as I mentioned earlier, the in-water means uh, this year will be more moderate and uh, people have tendency to be uh, making negotiations and compromise. Uh, And also it means intelligence. That means uh, people are more smart not to go to war. Uh, That is exactly the same like uh, the last uh, 60... We we said that Calendar repeat every 60 years. 60 years ago, 1963, the the crisis between uh, USA and USSR also finished, and they sit down on the negotiation table. So, therefore, that kind of thing will be more easy to happen in 2023. Even between China and uh, USA, you can see that the tone is uh, more moderate now. Uh, It it is not so uh, confident so much confrontation between China and USA since the beginning of the year.
4: Okay, thank you very much. Uh, That's uh, Master Raymond Lowe, Feng Shui Master, telling us that uh, generally it's going to be a good year, perhaps not a good year for Joe Biden, but a good year for the world in the year of the rabbit. So we'll we'll, we'll look forward to that. Uh, uh, That's it for today. Uh, Thank you very much, uh, Yuki, Blackjack producer, joining us in the studio today. Um, The weather forecast, it's going to be mainly cloudy. You know, it's cold in the morning, but it is going to uh, warm up to uh, 16 degrees, uh, currently uh, 14 degrees. Uh, Relative humidity, 67%. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow.
1: Before making a booking at a guest house, remember to check if it has a valid license. Unlicensed guest houses may not comply with building and fire safety requirements. If there's an accident, you may not be covered by your insurance policy. To check the license number, you can visit the website of the Home Affairs Department's Office of the Licensing Authority website at hadla.gov.hk. Stay safe. Stay away from unlicensed guesthouses. The News with Barry O'Rourke. President Zelensky has warmly welcomed the decision by Washington and Berlin to send advanced tanks to Ukraine. In his nightly address, he said speedy delivery and sufficient numbers were key to his country's
4: defeat.